Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 530, from October 9th, 1997, a Thursday night show. Guests tonight are Duran Duran, back again after their last appearance on Classic Love Line 393 from April 1st, 97. That time was with Dr. Bruce. Dr. Drew's back in studio for them tonight. And Adam opens the show with a Dr. Drew's Not Your Buddy and Not the Love Doctor intro. Simon and Warren join him this time. Simon tells him right off the bat about John leaving the band. And Adam immediately puts an old Yiddish curse on him in jest, and then predicts they'll reunite within the next ten years. He was right. Adam goes over their bio and asks them about their 11th CD. Overall, a very strong appearance, and a nice new episode, finally appearing in the archive. Previous to this, there was about 49 minutes transferred by Loveline fan in an old low-quality file. And now we have the episode in full. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on current day Loveline. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome Love with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes! Simon Feel, and the show hasn't even begun. Show's the love line. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Uh, not your buddy, not Mr. Al, not the love doctor. Just a regular old boring doctor, and he's going to prove it tonight. Again. Yes. Tonight, as he does uh, week in and week out. He's very consistent very consistent with his boringness. Yeah. Uh, Duran Duran oh. is our guest tonight. Ouch. Well, not the entire band, but Simon LeBon and Warren Cucurillo are in here. Yeah, you know, last time, two, two members of the band, which was me and Warren, used to be half the band, but now you've got two-thirds of the band. Right, because... John left the group. Right, bastard. Well. <laughs> I put a curse on him. Nah. I wish that his head would grow like an onion in the ground. No, I wish him the best of luck. His teeth should fall out and hair would grow in its place. <laughs> right, mm. it's an old Yiddish curse. Now, he is a really nice guy. He's lovely. He's been on the show quite a few times. and um, oh, Well, maybe you'll do the whole uh, uh, reuniting tour or something like that uh, yeah. ten years from now. <laughs> you never know. But Duran Duran is a band that just keeps chugging along. Mm. I, I was reading the bio, and I realized that uh, Medazzaland is the, se- is the 11th CD. Wow. Or at least that's what the... Uh, yeah, I don't want to make you guys feel old, but Warren, how many, how many CDs is that for you? Um, let me see, what, uh, uh, Notorious Big Thing, uh, it's 11 years, so figure it out. Notorious Big Thing, Notorious Big Thing, Liberty, Liberty. Wedding Album, oh, yeah, well, thank, thank you, you. and Medazzaland, six. Six, that's actually, that's all, that, that's a total amount of CDs, actually, because before that they all came out on vinyl. So here is the big question that I was thinking about. Yeah. Things have been chugging along since, like, um, 77, 78, 78. in there. All right. When were the crappy years? Have there been any crappy years? There have. I'm sure there's been one no, down no, no, year no, no, or something, no, but has there been a, a couple <clears throat> crappy let me, years? Let me say, there was, there was crappy years, but 
at this point in time, I've completely forgotten them. I think it's called selective memory, actually. Were they during the, the at the beginning of the, the evolution of mm. this, or was it someplace in the middle? Oh, in the middle. Yeah. In the middle, yeah. Because most people Definitely. talk about the hard times at the beginning. That's the most of the well, new. Those are exciting. Yeah. That's different. Those yeah. times that you, you don't you know what's Those are wistful happen. times you wish that you'd have them back again, huh? Sometimes, you know, yeah. you, you had your batch of songs that you wrote that took your whole life to write, right. and then you got to go out and do it again once you're successful. You yeah, we, we had the falling down the back of the sofa years. And uh, is that the... Uh, What's the falling down on the back of the sofa years? Well, you know. The drug years? It's English no, rhyming no, slang. No. Is the, you know, like the photograph <laughs> on the mantelpiece slips down and falls behind the back of the sofa. Yeah. And, um, you know, need to, you need to get something to, to put it back on the mantelpiece. It seems uh, to me as I was... Uh, <laughs> poetic. Yeah, it really is. True. why can't you talk like that? All you got is that uh, buzz beeper. of the beeper going yeah, on in the right. background. Uh, all right, so you guys did Leno tonight. Yeah. And uh, that'll be on in... Uh, hour or so uh, actually probably a couple hours when you guys did you do toward the middle no, of the show no at the end and end, the end of the show yes. all right so you can catch them on leno and then uh, tomorrow night you guys are doing vibe that's right, that's right yeah. and then rosie channel 13 in it right? rosie's on tuesday the day the album comes out right yeah and uh so you're really making the rounds we are we have to yeah why because, because we flew all the way from London. <laughs> Warren, you're living in London, too? I've better answer than what I was going to come yeah, up with. Yeah, I've lived there since 88. You're the tannest man in London, aren't you? <laughs> Not right now, though. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to hear something off the uh, album, Please Engineer Mike, and then we'll uh, get back and finish up the uh, interview and all that. All right, this is the one that uh, is currently being played. The album comes out. Tuesday, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, this one is called Electric Barbarella. telling you for you should know get one of your people to get that son electric barbarella off of Medazzaland, which is out on tuesday. tuesday all right everyone's a little bit out of it uh, tonight including yours truly and what i just found out during uh, casually during the break was that there's a duran duran tribute album out and that you are, are we allowed to mention uh, that you guys will be of course, yeah. 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 Playing over <clears> the Tower <throat> Record. What we, day is that? We're going to be playing Sunday on Sunday afternoon. afternoon about four o'clock. But the whole, all the other bands, are, well, some of the other bands are going to be playing. There's Eve's Plum and Real plan. Big Fish. And I'm just trying to go through the ones. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Who are friends of ours and will be in here that Sunday evening. I think it all starts we'll at one. Yeah. See, that's, and you didn't even die. No, that's true. great. That's true. Yeah, normally you have to kick off, and even then it's an argument over whether they should do it or not. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, ah. Blood Zeppelin is still around, you know. They yeah. got tribute albums out. We yeah. were on it. We were on it, actually. Yeah, but they've had, uh, well, they've had a member die, so <laughs> that's a, a step in the right direction, at least. Yes. But uh, you guys, oh, you guys did the, uh, what yeah. song did you do on this? Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, okay. 
I didn't uh, I didn't know that. Do you, do you get in arguments over, um, I don't know, how many of these have you guys done? It's just the uh, Led Zeppelin? The covers? Yeah. No, we did a whole album of covers. Well, I know you guys did a whole album of covers, but have you ever done another tribute? tribute? No, no, that's the only one. Because I would think, like, um, like arguments would break out between bands as to who got to do which, which song. song. Yeah. And I'm I think sure... it does happen, yeah. Some uh, some may be your favorite and may not be the other well, band's favorite or something like that. I think like there's that. two versions of Girls on Film on this tribute, on the Duran Duran tribute. That's cool. I think that's, well, I think like that's really Bjorn good. There's like a Bjorn Again version and then there's some other version. Yeah, I think that's really band. good. I remember when, when David Bowie was talking about doing a tribute album and we were talking to him about it, we said, oh, I think we're going to do, um, what was it? Uh, not Cracked Act or something for Lad Insane. Or, and he goes, oh, no, no, he says, I think I've got you two down for doing that one. Oh, so uh, David <laughs> signed you up for the song he wanted you to play on his? Yeah, well, I, it never happened, actually. Mm. I don't think the album ever happened. Um, but that's, I don't think you're supposed to really oversee your own tribute album anyway. There's something wrong with that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like being a tribute a to myself. Yeah, <laughs> and I want you to do this one, yeah. and you to do I think you'd be very good at this one. And right? I'll produce. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like directing yourself in porn. It's not a good idea. <laughs> You really need to get that distance from your own ass. Right. Uh, Warren, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was extreme close. And thank you for bringing that all in. And, and I want to thank Warren for wearing a uh, shirt that is buttoned up to the collar and you, a tie. Man. I'm still convinced you. there's a Velcro holding the thing together and he's going <laughs> to rip it off in the next 10 minutes. No. I've never seen Warren in anything but a shaved chest and a smile. <laughs> and, and possibly a full-length fur-lined duster. But I've never seen him wearing a jacket, shirt, and tie. I told Simon this afternoon I said I'm going to wear something for him tonight. Yeah, yeah, you usually put something yeah. together for me. Yeah. I do appreciate that. What kind of are you wearing? A, like a thong back or just regular <laughs> briefs? Swimsuit. You're not a boxer guy, though, are you? No, not at all. Do you, wear, do you wear the Speedos at the beach? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I can. Oh, really? Yeah. You mean you can or it can't? <laughs> you mean in it's, France or because you can't? I, I mean <laughs> because I work so damn hard. Yeah. Right. Well, why not? This guy does push-ups in well, his sleep, Dr. Drew. people Drew. can't wear Speedos? Well, it's... No, if you're in a band, you can do it. All right. Yeah, exactly. um, Kelly. Yeah. You're 21. Yep. You're on with Duran Duran. Okay. Hello. Um, my question is not sex related. Good. It's Bye. <laughs> oh, All right, let's, uh, no, he's, Warren's right. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> we'll get back to Kelly. Oh, she said it nice. She was I just going to give us a like number. <laughs> but if she gave us a number and it wasn't sex related, it wouldn't be worth it, would it? Hello. Lee, you're 14. Yeah. Hey. Hi. Hello. Well, I have depression, and I'm suicidal. I've been with my boyfriend for seven months, and I met him over the Internet, so he lives 600 miles away. He is four and a half years older than me. Have you ever met him? Yeah, I did, actually. He came to my house for five days, and it's like, we completely clicked. And it's uh. like, we, have a we had a perfect relationship. Mm, he's, he's 21? No, four and a half, 18, 18 and a half. <laughs> oh, he's four and a half? I thought you said six and a half. No, four and a half. Okay, so he's uh, 19. he's 19. Yeah. yeah. And you're 14. Yes. And he hung out at your house for five days. Yes, he did. And uh, where are your parents? I told him that I met him at camp. But wait, <laughs> this whole problem gets much worse. At uh, pedophile camp? Come yeah. on, shut up. Let's listen to what the problem getting <laughs> worse, you. guys. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot about Simon. <laughs> Simon's very particular. I actually like to listen to the people who are talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the jacket's off. Simon's ready to go to work. All right, Lee, go okay, ahead. Hey, Lee, I've got my. Simon, out. hold on. I want to work a. Uh, I want to work a little system out with Simon. When it's okay for me to chime in, 
Give me one finger. Okay. <laughs> Two fingers for back off and quiet down, and three fingers for under the desk for a hand job. All right? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. That's a full oh, that's a clenched right. fist. <laughs> you gave me three already. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Lee, go ahead. I'm going to slide my chair back. He got framed for phone card fraud, and he had to go to the county jail for three months. Do you think we'd be surprised by that? Probably not. I yeah. don't know. You, But he promised me that everything would be the same when he got out. Well, it something might not be quite the same. But. Mm. Yeah, I know. Like he was a player before I was with him. Oh, before. I that going into the, rela- the relationship. So now I'm paying for it because basically he's playing me really bad with a lot of other people. But he still loves me, and I know he does. And I can't get over it. Holy. That, <laughs> yeah. So you want to kill yourself? He's the only. Thing no, she was already he's depressed. He's the only thing keeping me alive. Oh, right now. She was previously depressed, and this 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 was really where she. He put all of her hopes and dreams. Mm. He did your homework? <laughs> he forces me to do it. He, like, he's really good for me. He, like, mm. he just, like, makes me feel so good and, like, makes me so wholesome and everything. Uh, I don't know. Normally, when you're unwholesome, what are you doing? Um, sitting around, um, sitting on my ass. I don't know. A few pierces? Nothing. Piercing? Uh, I pierced my belly button six times by myself. Mm. Yeah, okay. Hold on. I'm giving Drew a dollar. We gamble a lot on the show, but once in a while, Drew just earns a buck without even gambling. No, six you, belly button what, piercings, Drew. You got, you got a lot of, wear a lot of black? Yeah. Black dark fingernail polish? I'm not giving you another dollar, by the way, for that one, Drew. Just uh-huh. give you the one. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Buck. I'm kind of a morbid person, I admit that. Yeah. Okay. Listen to Marilyn Manson. Watch Beetlejuice yeah, a few I times. Do. It'll cheer you up. Do you, you got the picture here? Yeah. Listen to Marilyn Manson. Wears black. Yeah. Depressed. depressed. Yes. But and I don't it, like worship him. Yeah, but Lee, you're just a victim. You're 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 just a perfect a sitting duck for this sociopathic. Sh- I don't believe schmuck. in a lot of the things that he believes in. I just uh, happen to like the music that he has. Well, look, Lee, I'm. But <laughs> here's what's going on, Lee. Mm-hmm. Your life is uh, not in good shape right now. And so when a distraction comes into your life, when everything is um, going into the crapper, you tend to sort of put all your focus onto the distraction. And you take all the pain and all the unhappiness and all the feelings that you have toward, you know, family and, and, and peers and school and all that, and you're just dumping it right on this guy's lap and thinking that he's your only salvation here. Also, the thing is he Un- which is all right once in a while, except for this guy happens to be a uh, first-class uh, a-hole. Thank you. And, uh, he, and you're idealizing him, and you're not really dealing in reality. And the idealized image you have of him, you're allowing it to sort of infuse you with these feelings of worth and all this positive stuff that you're, you use to turn around these elements in your life that aren't going so well, but it's, it's a it's sham. It's not reality. On him, he tells me that he'll help me with my problems, and he offers to. Uh, yeah, so What's he going to do, write you from prison? It's also it's a way of him getting under your skin. He promised me he'll move down here by November. It's a way of he gets under your skin it's and a, controls you. That's a threat, actually. Yeah. But wait, if he, he can't move down here anymore, and I was kind of counting on it until was he, because he has to pay off the prison sentence. Oh. He's already about to lose his house. <laughs> what house does this guy have? He lives with his mom because his parents are divorced, and his dad's basically... All right, so he's not going to lose his house. He's going to lose his mom's house. He caused his mom to lose her house. Oh. How about that? Oh, I'll tell you, if my, if my kid uh, got oh. into this, I'd put a hit on him. He works full-time. He had to drop out of school just so he and his mom can support his house. His mom works, too. He had to go uh, to work full-time doing the phone fraud? 
Yeah, and just to support the house. So he has All right, well, Lee. Oh, boy. You, you you don't seem interested in anything we have to say. All so right. I don't know. What <laughs> just remember this conversation um, um, three years from now when you got a black guy and um, you're, uh, the cops are breaking up a domestic dispute. He's never hurt me before. Uh, give him time. Please. Please, Lee. Oh. Well, what do you do with that? I mean, um... What can you tell them? Years old. I mean, you go after her parents. You know what? I tell you what, though, things happen very really? quickly when you're at that part of your teenage. You know, things could change for her maybe in two or three weeks' time. Oh, of course. Absolutely. She could be wearing pink feather boas in three weeks' time yeah, instead of black nail polish. That's very true. That is very. There can be crap and turnarounds, but the. They can also go for, go go, go to down. the worst. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I, I, I know, want yeah. those parents yeah. taken to task. Her parents. Did she say they were? We didn't even get into that. I know. But she was abused in some way for sure along the way. All right, Lee. Yeah. You're 19. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, well, I'm I'm having a problem in uh in my penis area. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm an expert. Okay, well, it's like almost like a pinch or like a needle's being stuck through it. Through the penis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it when you urinate? No. Any Not any when, I'm urinating. when does it occur? It it's just it randomly occurs like uh you know, on and off, it'll... Uh, do, do, hold on, Drew, I have a theory. Uh, do you have a ex-girlfriend that's into voodoo at all? I knew it. I knew some Gilligan's Island reference was coming in. Drew, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a science. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. You do? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Please. It, it, she's not into voodoo, is she? Which one? Oh. <laughs> all right, well, this is, this is a hint from me. You're dating okay, a Haitian why girl. why it hurts him when he uh, uh, urinates. Um, are, are, you, are you having any urinary symptoms at all? Any urinary symptoms at all? No, like, please, like, Lee. There's another Lee. What's that? Yeah, does it hurt when you pee? It doesn't really hurt, no. It, Do you have trouble when you're peeing? Not anymore. I've taken some antibiotics. Okay. And, and the symptoms went away. All right. Why did you take the antibiotics? Uh, because I was having a problem with, uh, I think it was the, the prostate gland. All right. Now, once you get prostatitis, it tends to recur. And one of the symptoms you will get is pain like you're describing. And trouble urinating and dribbling with urination and sometimes constipation, sort of fullness down in the pelvis. Uh, the pain and swelling get actually down into the testes sometimes, and it can be a real problem. You need to go back to the doctor that treated you in the first place. Things like chlamydia can cause this. Other sexually transmitted diseases can predispose you to it. The fact that you've been... He said he had multiple partners. He sort of alluded to that. Well, oh, he's a voodoo, setup for this, right? No, yeah. He said, "Which right. one? Which That's voodoo even partner?" Worse. And uh, Lee, Lee uh, needs to focus on like his uh, GED, his health. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Again, get back and see the doctor. Mm. Well, I, I want to talk about uh, prostate maintenance for just one second here, yes. because uh, we're all getting up there. Uh, Drew just had himself uh, nine foot of cable put in his ass uh, by a professional, but uh, he just had what'd you have a uh, colonoscopy? Colonoscopy, and. Uh, Simon, you ever had any any uh, procedures like that? Maybe they didn't ask us on Leno somebody, tonight. Somebody, <laughs> I think somebody stuck their finger on my bum once. Right, once? but but so uh, well, I actually would pay a doctor, so I, sh I should strike that. I just mean uh, a professional. Yes, actually. Really? Yeah. And everything's checked out all right? Yeah, yeah. No, no I problems. Had, I yet. had a I had a problem with a, with a, a prostate infection, and 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 it's, apparently it's difficult to get an antibiotic which goes through the prostate. Barrier, well, isn't it, it? yeah, there's a lot of controversy about it. The the prevailing <clears throat> that was sort of the old story was that oh, the pro right. the reason it wouldn't get better is we couldn't get a uh, an antibiotic into the the recesses of the prostate, couldn't get it to penetrate the tissue. 
Well, in fact, now we have very good antibiotics for that, but we're not doing much better in terms of eradicating these infections. Now they're saying we should be using medication that helped the evacuation of the bladder and sort of ease the tension in the right. urinary tract, like Hytrin, yeah. Cardura, things but like that. What do you do for healthy prostate maintenance? Well, you... Saw palmetto. You saw palmetto. What Actually, I've had some patients that have really nice response pice, to that. Who's that stuff? Pygeum? Yeah. Lutein. Lutein, which is in raw tomato. I'm even going to get more basic. Don't delay ejaculation. Oh, forget about it. But Adam is the poster child for that part of the hygiene. Yeah, um, I just had one while we were talking not, about try it. Not to, <laughs> try not no, to... No, no tantric sex. Think, don't cause tension on the system, basically. Uh, alcohol tends to irritate it. Uh, delaying evacuation of your bladder for you to keep your bladder empty. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Don't strain. Lift heavy things. If, or if you do, try not to Valsalva. Don't, don't strain, which is not good for you no matter what. Right. And uh, coffee tends to be somewhat irritating. Yeah. There you go. Two All right. Four but Adam, and how often you should you have the checkups? Warren, have you ever uh, had any? I had a PSA done recently because I, I get my is, blood work done every. This is the this is the blood test for screen for prostate cancer. I, See, know, that's the route I'd like to go through the you know through the arm. It's required. The the finger still the best screen. Mm. Really? Yeah. Sorry, Adam. I, it's not going to be me. So don't don't even look at me like that. What if your doctor did that to you and then sniffed his finger? Would you would you think that was unprofessional? Yes. Okay. I just like to check sometimes. He is a doctor after all. All right, Duran Duran is here. At least uh, Warren and Simon are, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Blinds Galore will help you every step of the way from start to finish, measuring, picking the perfect blind or shade, and even installing it. They make it easy. You do it all from home. That's right. Don't have to leave the house. Don't go to any big box store and force yourself to deal with some salesman. Nobody has the customer service or selection of Blinds Galore. Plus, at BlindsGalore.com, you'll always get 100% custom. Everything is made just for you and your windows. They even have an expert customer care team standing by that can help you with everything from measuring to design advice, whatever you need. They start to finish. They'll take care of you. And so whether you need more privacy, more dark to sleep, more dark to cool down, or just fix up a room, BlindsGalore.com has, guess what, Blinds Galore. With free samples, free shipping, free customer service expertise, and prices that beat the big box stores, it doesn't get any easier than this. Go to BlindsGalore.com today and let them know that Dr. Drew and Adam sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hello, I'm Simon LeBon. And I'm Warren Cucurulo from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Just for you. Hold on a second there, Simon. You what? Starting the show here. Well, let me... All right, let me reset the show, and then we'll do it. It's uh, Love Line, phone number 1-800-LFEE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Simon LeBon and Warren Cucurulo here from Duran Duran. Go ahead. The background music that you're listening to was introduced to this show by moi. That's right. It is. It is a. Um, it is a bit of a uh, shiv in my side to hear that song that I made fun of last time Simon was on here. Played all the time. Every night. I know. What now? Hear what Simon was saying now. That was off the, the Saint soundtrack, was right, it not? Yeah, Sultan yeah. of Brunei. Is he really happy? 
Let's get him on the line. You know, most people that excel, that ex, you know, that that over excel in life, do it. It's a compensation, as you would say. It's I a am. defense. It's a way of feeding a defense to make yourself try to feel good about yourself, but it's never enough. He, what did he do? He, he was he, born he, into it, though, wasn't yeah, he? he was, no, I understand. He I'm not talking about him. top of a lot of oil. No, no, <laughs> I understand that. But in terms of you're asking, you, you, I think you're really asking sort of a general question: is, is are people that seem to have everything really happy? Right. And for the most part, people that seem to have everything either a have a ton of responsibility that probably drives them nuts. Right. And it just there's more zeros after their after their name than most people. The same. Same issues pertain. They're worried about their kids, and they're worried about their family. They're, yeah, you know, and uh, and they have, uh, and if they're overachievers, they, yeah. they have well, other stuff. Well, I, I agree with that. Against. I agree with that. But then, but then, I I think it's very important for for people like us to to realize that the the, the, the the little bit of wealth that we have really does ease our lives. When you compare it to people who really are poor, oh. people who are living in cardboard boxes and things like that. You know, I, I have an interesting experience. Hold on. What if the cardboard box is in a really nice house? That's fine. Oh, okay. You know, you would never want to swap your Cor life with anyone else. Oh, no, no. Because a you never know what they're living hey, look, with. Hey, that's, that's true. Bottom and, and I think we're not talking... I take a chance on yours, Warren. <laughs> if you I look, really if you would, look just at to fill of, out that Speedo on the beach. If just, you look at the kind of, of psychiatric stuff that goes on with people, the, the very, very rich and the very, very poor have much more in common than the middle. Yeah. And, and the stressors tend to be similar in those, those areas. Right. Well, uh, my theory is, and then we'll, uh, we'll move on to the uh, phones... Um, the people that are driven to success oftentimes have difficulty enjoying it because of the drive that got mm -hmm. them to that success. Unless they're following their muse and they right. and the money comes because they're following their muse, such as I a, did, a it painter or an artist. It's incidental. I mean, I found that. The what? With the, with the success that, that I've had, I mean, and with, with Duran Duran, I mean, the actual financial success, it has been incidental to, to me what to is the real success is to be able to communicate, go on stage, write songs, and have an effect on people's lives. Right. So you're doing what you wanted to do first and foremost, and the money is almost a, um, a byproduct of yeah, that. But it does, it does, but it does also bring a lot of freedom with it. Right. All right. So uh, the moral is, is if you can be the person who's motivated enough to go out there and earn it and the person who's hang loose enough to enjoy it, enjoy it while you have it, then you, know, you got the uh, world by the tail. It's just sometimes it's not the same person. Jay. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Um, just wanted to say a long-time listener and both of it, Duran Duran and uh, Loveline. Um, basically, I had a question. It was, just, it was kind of funny how you were just talking about the success and everything. Um, I'm currently a uh, pre-med student, um, going through it with my best friend Faz, and just how you were just talking about, like, you know, you sometimes lack the enjoyment and, um, you know, just the fun of life when you're striving for success. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just had a, you know, if Dr. Drew has any insight on something like that, because lately we've just been kind of, you know, just stressing out and just studying like 24 hours a day. Well, Drew, didn't you recently pay your au pair to have fun for you? <laughs> I, I can only tell you that at that stage where you are in my career, I was miserable. We, we have a, Adam and I have been working on a book. Can we talk about this? I don't care. And we, we do some history digging, do our own history, and then we talk about what we were like when we were 19. Well, in the, in the book that we're uh, working on, we did ourselves as callers 
to this show at different stages of our lives. So well, it was kind of funny to hear a uh, 17-year-old Dr. Drew calling into this program. With, and, uh, and, then, and then we answered I got this ourselves. pain in my uh, urinary Well, track. no, yeah. well, we, we actually ended up digging up a lot of stuff on both of us. And we, we Both of us made our, we were so depressed we were doing it. It took us about a month to get over it. Great but, idea. But it, but it's in fact the this sort of stuff. Remembering what it was to be, you know, at your stage, you're killing yourself. Uh, you're relinquishing uh, four important years, your college, for your academic uh, pursuits. I mean, that, that is clearly the priority, and it, it prioritizes in, in ahead of everything. Yeah. And uh, and you don't know if you're going to get into medical school. Yeah, exactly. And it's an, it's a horrible experience. Yeah, because we're in this, uh, you know, together, Faz and I, and we just, you know, we find ourselves just like lacking what we see are like fellow students, you know, Yeah, enjoy. Hey, you know what? Uh, it's called delayed gratification, and it's an important skill to have, and uh, you, in all probability, will get in eventually, and if it's something you really want to do, go after it, and uh, it will pay off. You will, you will be gratified in the long but run. But you should go into it on your own, because if your friend starts flaking out, and he doesn't want to keep on studying, it shouldn't affect you, because, you know, there is something you're trying to attain, mm, and you should keep gonna, up with it. I was going to ask, actually going to bring up a completely different point. <laughs> <which> <laughs> <was> <laughs> good you're together. Actually, it's great that you've got a friend to go through <laughs> Yeah, but it, it is. But, if he but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting caveat. Just be careful in mm. case one of you starts oh, trying yeah, to take it down. Yeah, dump. that's true. That's and true. So anyway, you got me thinking about the screenplay now for your book, because uh, <laughs> it could be pretty amazing. Oh, you'll be scoring it, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you together with John Taylor. A little, uh, <laughs> hey, wait, you, you, don't, you don't know our history yet. Yeah, it's really... Uh, <laughs> boy, I want to kill myself. I actually, just hearing Drew's history made me want to kill myself. Kelly, you're 21. Yeah. Hey, you're on with Duran Duran. Hello. Hi, Hi Kelly. Kelly. Sorry we hung up on you before. It's, it's quite all right. Did you come um, up with a sex-related question yet? Did you say that? Did, Pardon did, you, me? did you say that we're back to Kelly? I didn't say we're back. I just said... Uh, but it is Kelly. the same Kelly, good, isn't it? Good. Warren, remember it. Well, I'm taking yeah. a little smart drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my question is actually concerning a relationship. Um, I've been friends with this guy for six years, and off and on, we've hooked up probably not in the best of situations, just sexually, and he every time we'd hook up, he'd try to pursue a relationship telling me that he wanted me to be his girlfriend and whatnot, but we always had other people that we were interested in. And until recently, that was my attitude towards him, was just kind of like casual. And yeah, Was it casual because he insisted that it be casual? Um, I think it was. I think it was both of us. Mm. I don't think I took. Him Let's not think about it for a second. You tell me what it was. Well, she just said that you wanted to be her to be his girlfriend. I've I've never taken him seriously, because, I mean, knowing his background, he's he's in a band. He has lots of girls around him all the time, and he takes advantage of it. Yeah, but you, if if he had said for if he had said for one microsecond, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to quit myself to you. But didn't he say he wanted that? This is yeah, not the beginning. He did, but it's so confusing because I just recently moved out of my house into an apartment. And when I first moved out, we started seeing each other again. And, I mean, he's, he's one of my best friends. I love him mm, so much. You hear that? Whoever you are out there, she loves you. <laughs> yeah. I love, that, I love that's him a lot. She's, right. That's the and bottom line. It's always been a casual kind of thing. It's never been anything really intense. And that's uh, we're time. confused. <laughs> we are confused. I'm confusing you. 
No, I'm not confused. You have feelings for this guy that you're not really comfortable with because you you, f you feel that he's uh, not going to be uh, reciprocal with them. Or, or not be responsible with them. Or I'm trustworthy. I'm of letting my feelings show and then getting stepped on. I mean, all that's all right. All right. Okay. okay, all right. What's so, the question? So is everyone. What's the question? The question is, okay, we've been hanging out a lot. He's seeing someone right now. We were seeing each other seriously. And it only lasted about three weeks. He was staying here. And the times that we were friends, just hanging out, he was very interested. Kelly. In All right, he's seeing somebody, though, right? Kind of. You're about yeah. three quarters into reality. Get 100% yeah. into it and then make your decisions. Well, the, the I give her five-eighths into reality. Kelly, he's seeing somebody. Well, and he's the same irresponsible guy that you were afraid of before. But the thing is, is every time we hang out, he tells me that he's in love with me and that a he wants actions. to be with me. Actions. the drummer. Or, or no, or, or <laughs> they're more stable. Or wait till he's at a different time in his life. I mean, in the meantime, take care of yourself. I mean, he's clearly not in a place where it's likely to be something worthwhile for you. He may be sometime. He might be, and then you know, maybe. Yeah, this 21. ain't the time. He's 21. He's in a band. He's playing the field. This uh, may and, not be the time. Uh, to the settle fact down. that he has fear. That he might hurt her, which is really what he's telling her. He has a conscience. Good. Maybe maybe he'll settle down in a couple of years. Right. Okay. Uh, we got to go to break. Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call, please? There's some Duran Duran fans on line one. Oh. He's, uh, and, yeah, by the way, let me uh, take this uh, moment to kiss uh, Simon and Warren's ass for just one second. We have uh, many bands uh, come to the Loveline studio, and uh, not recently. Most of them dropped out, actually, but uh, <laughs> that's why we're so happy you guys are here tonight. But, uh, we have a lot of big bands that come in here and uh, quite often, week after week, and they rarely draw the parking lot crowd that Duran Duran does oh, and good. in in and I understand <clears throat> that in the early days Duran Duran had the big teeny bopper crowd and uh, they drew a lot of folks. But yeah. uh, as the years wear on, and the prostate swells, they still draw. I mean, uh, it may have only been you know uh, 15 or 20 people out there, but uh, we have you know fairly big name acts that come in here and not a person well, shows up. Do you know what? I mean, right. how they find this? I, I have to know. say, it always was like sort of 15, 20 people. I mean, it but was, it's all relative. It's always been hard to find. <laughs> Each one of them represents 1,000 people. Yeah. yeah See? Because sure. it's a relative thing. Am I right, Drew? Yeah, it's, it, it's one of the great uh, pleasures about coming here, actually, because you, we always do know that we're going to bump into people in the car park. And let me tell you, it's a real thrill for me when I get here at 9.30 and they approach me asking about the band. It's, uh, <laughs> it really is. All right, we'll you be got back. Got your own TV show. <laughs> Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. Uber! Mmm. You like making money? Why not? Want to drive away with cash? Uber. Drive with Uber. They got the popular smartphone app. Connects the riders with the drivers. And you make your own hours. You're your own boss. Your cubicle has four wheels on it. It is Uber. Uh, Matt, you're doing this, right? 
Yeah, I am loving it. I'm literally just driving around town, listening to my iPod, and making money while I do it. It's incredible. And then how do you get paid, and how does the whole thing work? Basically, when you sign up, you give them account information, and just like you would at a normal job with direct deposit, they essentially just once a week you get money funneled into your account. I have it going straight to my savings account, so it's just adding up. Good, because I was looking at kind of scaling it back around sure, here. Yeah, that will know exactly. Well, now you can you. you can bridge that gap. Wow, with amazing. Uber, Uber baby, and you just turn your phone on, and when you want to turn the app on, you send up the bat signal. Yeah, you literally push a button that says "Go online," and when you're done, you tap it again, and you're offline. It's that simple. Love that. Parents make some money around your family schedule. Students, you make money between classes. Everybody makes some money with Uber. Sign up to be a driver at Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. Hi, this is Kelly from the Sneaker Pimps, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And uh, Simon Lebon and uh, Warren Cucurillo are both here from Duran Duran. Two swell guys. I'm not sure where Simon is right now. Simon, wake up and get in here. Uh, Medazzaland is uh, the name of the new CD out on Tuesday. Also, uh, you can find the guys tonight on Leno. You can find them on Vibe tomorrow night and then um rosie's coming up but we're not tuesday. exactly sure when that tuesday. when that airs tuesday yeah warren give us um give us a little bit of your routine mm-hmm. my and, routine yeah i mean um you're into health food right i'm into workout healthy life yeah did this um well i was at gold this morning in venice at 6 a.m training with philip oh, my I trainer left for this bit so you know <laughs> now does it i get uh, up at three this, and this eat is, this is great radio guys. do you do you get up at three and eat i get up at three and eat and i'm at the gym <laughs> at six what do you eat at three uh, i have like a meal replacement drink you know, oh, like a, a meal replacement it's drink ultimate meal and i put some protein in it and i grape juice and drink that and it's enough calories and carbs to get me going the only oh, thing okay. i'd feel like eating at three o'clock in the morning is <laughs> See, my thing is, is um, I used to actually be a trainer for for a living. I was a boxing trainer. It wasn't mm-hmm. a wasn't a, like a full fledged fitness trainer. But working out made me tired. <laughs> no, it does me too. It doesn't make me Swimming tired. Swimming makes me really tired too. Like I got, breaking wind I makes me tired sometimes. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, but I really do it. I bet that really got him in the ring though. <laughs> oh <laughs> really yeah. Really knocked him out, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's the uh, haymaker, the uh, widow maker, the bolo punch, and, and the then silent but deadly. The silent <laughs> but deadly, and it, and it gets the corner guys out of there yeah. too. <laughs> no, I, I get I get hornier and uh, smarter and faster and. Uh, more creative. I'm training. Deluded. <laughs> no, really, it, it gets your brain going. Man. I like doing it in the morning. Yeah, it just gets my. I agree. Why do you get up, sleep? Do you go back to sleep from three to five, or do you? No, no. Well, I'm I'm a little bit jet lagged now, so I'm saying what I did now. Usually in London, yeah. I'm like five o'clock, I get up. Six thirty. I uh, six o'clock, I'll eat. Eight thirty, I'm in the gym. I like to have a siesta anyway. Yeah. Whether I, I think I think Adam and Simon were separated at birth. We really were. Yeah, I love to sleep after lunch. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better. Uh, it's, it's one. It's one of the. It's a real luxury. It's a real unaffordable. It's because you're not taking well. in enough protein. You <laughs> I too disagree. Many no, 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 no. I, I think am it's a really uh, good thing to have a nice little sleep after. Simon, lunch. I'm actually working on a way to sleep during lunch, right. where I'm actually uh, just pay someone to feed me. Yeah. Uh, while I nap. 
this is this is my uh, where we put like a milkshake in an intravenous bottle, right. and I just doze off. But I what? love sleeping. The I've been falling asleep during masturbation, and I'm, I'm starting to get worried about that. <laughs> You're not I mean, exciting yourself anymore. It's not like it, it used is. to I be. I actually like find myself like, why am I doing this? And I'm like oh, falling can we get asleep. Get on the phones, please. Because you're working no. out so hard. You're listen. You're drowsy. I'll I mean, tell you what. One thing, working out really establishes uh, a very normal, very very intense sleep cycles. I mean, boy, you're out, you're out, right? When you sleep, yeah. you really sleep hard now. Yeah. Warren, or maybe not. Melatonin helps. Here's that, what too. you got to do. What do I got to do? E you've um, uh, the romance with your own penis has mm -hmm. lost its allure. You need to surprise yourself every once in a while. Right. Uh, buy your penis a new porno magazine just because. Well, not because it's your anniversary. It, not because it's a Christmas. Just because. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and have have something. Uh, be wearing something frilly when you come home uh, yeah. from a long day's <laughs> a journey. You know what I mean? Yeah, the candlelights, I'll the whole thing. Try. Take you take yourself both. Is there to a chapter hotel. like that in your book? There, I think there should be. How to uh, breathe life into your own penis by Adam Carolla. Well, you you if you would produce your own material. Um What's that? He's no. waiting for you to put your oh, okay. piece that, of this. Isn't that the whole point there. of the issue? Producing your own material. It certainly is, and then uh, finding a place to uh, hide it. <laughs> Myra. Hello. Hello. Please save us from this dreadful Let me just ask Warren a real quick question, be honest. Are you a stand-up guy like in the shower, or are you a belly bib guy? What you mean, man? You know, when you're taking care of your own business. I'm a laying down type. Laying down guy? Yeah, yeah, me too. I've tried all different things. Yeah, I'm scared I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass out and hit uh, myself on the tile or yeah, something, and the paramedics you know. are going to find me that way. Use the jaws of life to get my hand off of my own penis. <laughs> There's a really great shower in the um, in the Ritz Hotel in in um, in Paris, and it shoots jets of water at you from all different angles. Oh, really? Yeah. A good standing up. Yeah, I could fire a few salvos yeah. back though. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Myra, Myra, what's up? <laughs> hello, Drew. Hello, Adam. Hi. Hello, Duran Duran. Hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh my God. Where are you calling oh. from? She's definitely looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you calling from? I'm a big fan. My sister and I are big fans. Uh, we went to your concert in December '93 over here in San Jose Event Center, ah. and uh, we we enjoyed oh, it yes. very, very, very much. I don't even know if you remember it. I do. Yeah, I remember. With the cranberry. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. and we enjoyed it so much. It was like her dream for her because uh, she she had been a fan since she was like 14 or 13 or junior high, and she's 27 now. And so, yeah. Drew, what could we do about her, then, with this problem uh, she has? If you want to call her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, I, you know, I followed uh, your career uh, basically since, like, Planet Earth, you know. Wow. Uh, I've mm. been, like, eight or seven or six or something, and I just remember, and, I, you know, I just had to call and say, you know, you guys are great and legendary and... You know, really carry on, wonderful. carry on. I have so many questions, I, would, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, just, like, no, don't, don't worry, you're doing fine. Do you have, oh you, so God. you don't have any problems then, right? I mean, really, I mean, me and my sister, we just really love you, and, she doesn't you know, um, on behalf of her. <laughs> oh, stop it. Hello, I love you, Duran Duran, you know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll tell you what. It's like Myra's getting a Tony Award or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and you uh, your agent. Name? You've cast a whole Cuba new Cuba Gooding Jr. and you should yeah. be together. Uh, yeah, uh, Simon has officially sat up in his seat, and yeah. uh, yeah, right he's on. ready suddenly, to take on the world. Suddenly I'm not sleepy anymore. It's not a flat, it's not just a flat, it's, it's just nice to hear somebody who's smiling on the telephone. <laughs> I am, I'm, yeah, I can my tell. hands are I can just really out tell. Of the for, wow, you know. Yeah, this, Your uh, face is going to be aching in the corners. You know what, this, is, uh, this show is like driving an ambulance. 
sometimes. It really is. It's like uh, all you see all night long are uh, people that have been cleaned out on motorcycles and uh, guys have got uh, arrows sticking out of their side. But Myra is like the uh, false alarm with the cat up in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> the little girl with pigtails and muffins up in the tree and yeah. he jumps down into Myra's loving arms. <laughs> Hey, uh, Myra, they're going to be, according to this itinerary, and uh, this yeah. is subject to change, December 5th, they're oh, going to be in yeah. San Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tickets are going on sale Sunday, October 19th. October 19th. At okay. noon. Oh, oh, my God. All right. Oh. So now, oh, can we go through these little dates? Yeah, we will. All right. Myra, yeah? when you get in line, <clears throat> I want you to tell everybody that Simon and Warren said it was okay for you to go to the front. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. I will. All right, try that. Hey, Simon. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Definitely. Um, the the reflex video. Yes. Was that real water coming out of the bottom of the screen? <laughs> well, did you get wet? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't real water then, was it? No, but was it real water coming out of the screen onto the audience? I think it's um well. Uh, look at it again. Have yeah. another. Have another look at it, uh, and look very closely at the kind of the it's enormous kind of tsunami that comes out of the video screen. And then look at the guy in the audience who gets a bucket of water thrown oh. in his face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Myra. Uh -huh. Next time you watch it, open the window and let the bong smoke drift out from from in front of the TV, so you can get a clear shot. What did you think of Jurassic Park? Did you think the dinosaurs were real? <laughs> All right, please don't turn on your uh, right, your beautiful smart. fan, Myra. Yeah. All right, Myra. Okay. Lovely to speak to you, darling. Oh, thanks. Stay happy. Take care of yourself. Ah, uh, what a uh, just a uh, like a douche commercial. She blew in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Come on, can I just do these show dates? And yeah, go ahead. All right, this is Duran Duran's Medazzlin Theatre Tour, which is beginning in, in, in November. Dates that have so far firmed up are November the 19th in New York City. Um, tickets on sale Friday, October the 17th. Chicago, Illinois, November the 22nd. Tickets on sale October 25th to be confirmed. Detroit, Michigan. November 24th, um, tickets on sale October 18th. Tampa, Florida, November 28th, tickets on sale Saturday, October 18th. Las Vegas, Nevada, December the 3rd show. Where are you going to play in Vegas, you know? The well, joint. The yeah. joint. Tickets going out on October 18th. December the 5th, San Jose, California. Tickets on sale Sunday, October 19th. San Diego, California, December the 9th. Saturday, October 18th, tickets on sale, and December the 9th, Los Angeles, California. I believe we're playing the Universal Amphitheatre, and tickets are going to be on sale on Sunday, and, October um, the 19th. This just added, December 12th, they will be playing the Goldfarb's wedding, which is at the uh, Valley Beth Shalom. <laughs> Uh, over, uh, a note the, there's a big note at the bottom of this list which says this is subject to change. I do assume that refers, refers to the Goldfarb's wedding. Yes, that's uh, still up in the air and uh, they're still picking out floral patterns. So why don't you guys open for us on a few of these dates? <laughs> Come up and do a little lecture. I hear you're doing <laughs> lectures now. Come up there, take questions from the audience. Oh, yeah. That a whole lot of Myers asking you questions like, uh, "Did you ever see Simon naked?" That'll that'll <laughs> be brilliant. Uh, I hear you guys have to leave, although. Um, yeah, of course, you're welcome to stay. You know. stayed. Um, I'm absolutely turning into the small pile of jelly in the corner over here. Yes, you is, and I appreciate. Yes, you is. You've been taking English. That's lessons. proper English. That's the Queen's English. <laughs> That's Queen Latifah's English, not the <laughs> Queen. Right. 
Uh, we love that. No, we, yeah. we, we hate to see you go because uh, we, uh, we are fans, and we do have a good time when you come on. We love but, the show, man. But uh, we understand you did Leno tonight, and you have a itinerary from hell, and we appreciate that mm. because uh, we've had itineraries from hell, yeah. too. So yeah. we appreciate the hour you're with us. And we welcome you back anytime at all, perhaps uh, when some of these dates come around, like okay. uh, maybe December 9th in Los Angeles we'll or San Diego or that sort of thing, San Jose. You can uh, come by and uh, say hi, if only for an hour, and well, we would appreciate very much. it. I think we're going to leave you with a tune, actually, aren't we? We're going to leave with a song. Okay, we'll play it after the break, I we, believe. We, we felt that this one was particularly pertinent and, and, um, and relevant <laughs> to this show. It's a song called Undergoing Treatment. We will hear it right after the break. Thanks, guys. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, 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 too high when I'm not drumming up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. Yes. Well, it's just me, kitties. Hey, Drew. All right. Uh, running a little bit late for our 10-second break. This is Loveline, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Hey, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, Loveline, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Duran Duran has uh, either left the building or trying to leave the building. They always draw a big crowd out there. I was just trying to figure out what motivates people to come out in the middle of the night and, and meet a band. Mm. I mean, it's an it's interesting mix of people. It's not, you can't, like, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I, for some reason, there are some people and some bands and some entities that just seem to um, uh, draw that way and inspire yeah. that, and they're those who, who don't. And uh, I'm not quite sure what defines that. Sometimes it's uh, based on what you look like, and sometimes it's based on what you sound like, and then sometimes there's the uh, intangibles. 
and um, uh, Duran Duran. Got it all, I guess. Well, a bunch of good-looking guys who sell a bunch of records. Yeah. It's, it's not that confusing. No, no, but I mean, uh, not why they'd be popular. That doesn't confuse me, but why people would come out in the middle of the night to get pictures with them and meet. Uh, it's, it's not even meeting them. It's to maybe brush brush uh, past them and get an autograph. Mm. I, I did know. it to meet Terry Nunn once. Well, how old were from you? From Berlin. How old were you? 17. Mm-hmm. And what, was, what were you thinking? That I, that I could marry her. Right. Okay. All right. I got it. Mike thought he was. Uh, Mike thought he was going to nail her right there in the okay, parking lot. Got it. But Mike's kind of delusional that way. Although, uh, Lord knows what the tally is on the Terry was Nunn it, masturbatory just, scale. Just hey, out of curiosity, uh, Drew, can I finish wait, no. my sentence? No, please? I was curious. Oh, screw you. I finished. Go ahead. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Drew knows so much was about it, comedy. Was it? Was it? Uh, when she walked off a, a Love Line episode? It was at K Rock in the parking is lot. Is that bizarre? Is that really? Yeah. You mean when Terry Nunn from Berlin was on K Rock and on Loveline before Loveline was on anything other than K Rock, and I wasn't on the show long before your time. This I mean, was we're talking about eight years ago. We're talking about twelve years ago, right? Twelve Mike years was ago. Seventeen. Oh, for Christ's sake! It was. Yeah, he still had two nuts, maybe three back then. I think. Yeah, three or four. What happened? Why'd she walk off? No, no, that's she just was. They, there was oh. the in the old days. Uh, the radio studio was in this pathetic box you think you think westwood one this is this is uh taj mahal for me i, I grew up in radio and radio was radio and uh and we had there was a back door you actually had to crawl inside of the radio to broadcast yeah that's right and yell real loud <laughs> and uh there, there was a back door of the kirog parking lot and people would there was only one door in and out of that station and people would knew that would wait to meet people if they were leaving the station and she finished the show and left and there was mike dooley oh okay uh, so Drew, you gotta watch your phraseology because when you say walked, uh, when Walk she out, walked yeah, out yeah, on uh, yeah. Loveline, I thought she got PO'd and yeah. that took off. So Dooley, you were down there at K Rock in nineteen. I think I even brought flowers. <laughs> oh, what a puss! I did the same thing for Bananarama too. I, mean, oh, I, I had yeah, three chances pussy. there. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Flock of Seagulls or Kajagugu? Uh, same thing. Saw him at concert, but never gave flowers. Mm-hmm. But what'd you give him? Nothing. Okay, smart. A yeah. smile. All right. So uh, anyway, Duran Duran. Uh, Simon is a uh, is a real nice guy, and Warren is uh, extra super nice. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe this is like the third. At least Warren has been on three times. Oh, I don't yeah. know if Simon's been on two or three times, but uh, just really nice guys. Yeah. Uh, every uh, every time, and uh, damn that Warren with the uh, working out and the uh, colon cleansing and all this crap. The guy's so damn lucid all the time. You know, I mean, here's something that's interesting that Drew noticed. We sit here, and I I took notice to it too, but uh, Drew, you spoke out before I did. We sit here at a desk, and there's there's essentially a a video monitor, and it faces Drew, but I can see it as well. And it says the lines and the callers and the callers' names and uh, what their problem is. The very first call I took tonight was Kelly, and uh, I talked to her for about a heartbeat, and then I put her on hold and announced that she was too boring. And then we went to some other calls. For 50 minutes. Yeah, like 40, 45, minutes, 45 yeah. minutes later, I punched up, and I, and I didn't even remember. And I said, uh, yeah, Kelly, you're 19. And Warren immediately piped up, sorry, sorry we put you on hold. Now, we're staring at the screen. Warren can't see the screen right. from where he's at. So that bastard... Remember the name. Just remembered the name. And the voice, yeah. Jesus Christ. Huh. This guy should be killed. Oh, boy. All right, anyway. Uh, nice guys, and uh, they will uh, 
sure they'll be back around December when they're doing their gigs out here. We do appreciate it. And because we appreciate uh, Duran Duran, we are going to play something else off the Medazolan CD. This one's called Undergoing Treatment. Hey, we're doing the show. <laughs> hey, it's producer Ann, everybody. Getting a credit tonight. Uh, Quite a laugh, I don't know what we, uh, you know, we play a song like it's never going to end or something. Right. Some kind of extended dance version. Undergoing Treatment was the name of that one from uh, Medazolan, which will be out on Tuesday from Duran Duran, their 11th CD. All right, so Drew, I, um, I go out to dinner with my grandma tonight. Oh, yeah. And, um... Run into uh, run into a couple interesting situations, but one is is I have a car that has the stop reading while I'm talking to you, Drew. Please, it's so um, uh, it's such poor taste. No, I can't. Right. I can't read something and listen to somebody. Right. Right. I think I can, but I can't. Um, I have a car that has a electronic seat belt. You know, the kind that uh, yeah. when you shut the door, comes up and over your shoulder. Yeah. Now. There's something that's interesting about technology and old people. It doesn't work. It freaks them out, yeah. It Not only does it freak them out, but it almost will turn on them right. sometimes. Right. My grandmother is um, not an unusually small woman in stature. She's uh, My grandmother's a, a decent-sized woman. She's 5'8", well, mm -hmm. uh, maybe close to 5'9". Uh, Haunchy. Uh, Hundred and uh, you know thirty-eight pounds and normal oh, size. She's, as, she's bigger than Ann. You've always described her as haunchy. Grandma, are you listening? <laughs> always described. Every her time my grandmother gets in that car, that seatbelt just strangles her. Oh. I'm I mean like a you know like a Clint Eastwood uh, western. I mean the thing will just come up and it's one of these things where you shut the door and it goes yeah. and it snaps up into place. Just takes her by the neck and throws her head against the the headrest every single time. And it's almost like I've had kids in that car. I've had a million people in that car. I've had short people in that car. It's never happened to ever, anybody. But every time she gets in that car, the thing just strangles her. And now I actually move her and lean her back and right. tell her to sit up and be careful. And here it comes. Always act surprised. <laughs> I mean, this is like, to my grandmother, this automatic seatbelt. It's like some kind of uh, voodoo thing that's going on. Like like the uh, passenger side of the car is possessed. Yeah, what, what is, oh, every time it's, whoa. And I'm like, uh, great. And I, I can understand her surprise because, like I said, it always gets her by the neck and, and, and basically strings her up. It's like she was frozen in an avalanche and woke up 100 years later. Yeah, I have to, like, I have to uh, cut her out of the car. But uh, there's that, and then there's always the part where she tries to... Um, unbuckle it when we get to wherever the destination oh. is, which is always the big one too, where she's you know she's pawing at the. Uh, what other interesting situations did you encounter? Um, you, something's in there. You said we had an interesting situation. I, what I read into that statement was I'm not sure whether I'm going to share this. No, no, no. I I will share it. Right. Had a uh, had an interesting time. So tonight, go out to dinner with Grandma and my girlfriend, and we go to a Thai restaurant. And the Thai restaurant 
which is uh, over in the uh, old hood, North Hollywood there. Been there for a million years. Used to go there when I was a kid. The Thai restaurant, as I walk in, I notice a sign that says, uh, no, no Visa, no MasterCard. Only American Express, yeah. I think. And you know those commercials where they say right. uh, they the don't accept way. this, but they do? Yeah. It's really quite the antithesis of that yeah. when, you're, when you're talking about the real world. Right. Because I don't even know anyone who has an American Express card, quite, quite honestly. Although Drew does. That's me. You bastard. I don't have one. I got the Visa and the MasterCard. Which I think is the same thing now, isn't it? They're very similar. Didn't you used to have to have two cards? Yeah. All right, here's the point. The point is, is I don't have that much cash on me. I'm, I'm planning on putting this one on the credit card. And I know Grandma likes a couple of highballs when we, I've been taking her out to dinner once a week, and she really runs that bill up. Because uh, let me tell you guys, the booze is what costs you. You go out to eat somewhere, meals, nine, ten bucks, it's not that big a deal. But you get a couple of highballs, a glass of wine going, uh, the dessert and that kind of stuff, it really starts sending the thing up. So we get there, and I notice I have no way of paying for the meal except for with cash. And I check my wallet, and I have $29. And there's three of us. It's just her, her bar bill. Yeah, well, we haven't got to the bar bill yet. So it's 29 bucks, And I say, okay, so... The, the girlfriend says, I'll take the ATM and go find a 7-Eleven and uh, get a few bucks out of there for oh you. God, you let her do that? Shush up. Did you let her do that? No. Okay. Why wouldn't I? North Hollywood, late at night? Just, you're right. Just, oh, come on. Yeah, you're right. She I, is I, more I, codependent than I thought. Right, I don't want to give her my PIN number. You're right. You're right. Good thinking, Drew. She can't be trusted. So I say, No. No, no, no. I got 29 bucks in my pocket. I'm looking at the menu. Uh, the entrees, $5.50, 6 bucks, 6 We can get four things. We'll still make it out of here. It'll be, the bill will be, you know, 24, 23, 24 bucks. We'll be fine. Just as long as nobody gets a beverage. Ah. Well, I'll just drink water. We can order up. We'll be fine. Now, uh, Grandma... Is shooting girlfriend a look across the table, you see? <laughs> now, I don't see Grandma, because I'm sitting next to Grandma. Uh. And uh, Lynette keeps saying, uh, maybe I ought to go, I'll just run over to the ATM, you know? And I said, no, 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 please, please, uh, please, don't bother. If I need money, I'll go get it when we're done. But uh, no, 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 we'll just all order up the entree here, and uh, we'll be fine. Just as long as, you know, nobody gets, uh, you know, uh, soda or beer or whatever, we'll, we'll be fine. So, comes time to order. Boy, I'm hungry, Grandma. Uh, let's get ourselves... Uh, why don't we get four entrees? I think we can fill Grandma, uh, why don't we get three? Oh. Uh, I, I don't know, Grandma. I'm, I'm pretty hungry. I think I can afford four. I think we'll go for four. I'm not too hungry. Why don't we go for three? Uh, I'm not getting... I'm not reading through the subtext here, uh -huh. you know. Uh, four uh, entrees. I want a drink! Uh -huh. <laughs> I said, okay, Grandma. That's cool. That's fine. So, uh... Uh, we got the three entrees, and uh, Grandma got the uh, little bottle of wine, and uh, everyone was happy. Ended up, uh, ended up getting through. I just uh -huh. realized how thick I am. Oh yeah. Because um, my girlfriend knew yes. the whole time, yes. from the word go, what is that? What, what that you, Grandma wanted some wine with think? her meal. I don't know. You're you're Mr. Thicky over here. You explain it to me. Mr. Thicky. Yeah, you're usually real thick. You don't know no. what's going on. Oh, not like that. I just oh, Drew, please I just interpret things every time. Here's I'm, Drew's, fact, I'm over here, here's Drew's favorite move. Here's what uh, Mr. Coos' favorite move is. When it, 
Ann takes a picture of us after each show with the guests. Yeah. But not every time. Right. Because sometimes we have guests on the show that, quite frankly, aren't that big a thrill. And maybe it's uh, not a great uh, honor for Ann to get a picture of us together with the guests. Now, Drew will never sense that, never know that. So what happens is, is the guests stand up and uh, we thank you for coming on. Yes, come in anytime. We appreciate it. The show's over. We're starting to walk away. And Drew will go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ann's got to take the picture. Meanwhile, Ann is up there playing on the Internet through the glass there with Engineer Mike. And now Ann has to take the picture because Drew has announced it. And if she doesn't take the picture, they're immediately, uh, obviously, uh, labeled as second-class guests. Certainly now that you've announced uh, how we work. Uh, yes, anybody that doesn't get a picture will be very disturbed. When but did this happen? This has happened well, on a, a, a number of occasions, well, quite a number of occasions. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He's saying, he's saying that about me. Drew, yeah, you know well, when you should know, Drew. When the guy who drives the Winnebago for Road Rules is in here, Anne is in the bathroom at the end of the show, and you're going, hold on, we got to take a picture. And I'm rolling my eyes and going, uh, Drew, I think we're out of film. That's when you should know. The, the difference is... Uh, when Tony Bennett's in here, then you're smart to say your something. Your kind of thickness is putting your concerns ahead of everybody else's, not being aware of anybody else's. Mm -hmm. My type of thickness is I'm so concerned about everybody else, I don't really put it in context. Mm -hmm. All right. You Why saying? don't you just wait for me to walk in the studio and, with and, the camera? And, and Anne doesn't, doesn't care about either of us. Anne's She's kind of thickness. Right yeah. She's into the Chargers and her husband, right. and uh, that's about She's it. She's not listening to what this conversation is about. True. She's worried that she is going to be embarrassed. There you go. All right. Quite yeah, a trio. So uh, anyway, uh, Grandma got her drink. Uh, I got my microb, and uh, everybody was happy. All right. I just uh, I, I don't pick up the uh, subtleties. That's you're not. All. You are not paying attention to other people's feelings. Yeah, but Drew, how and come I'm overpaying attention? No. Uh, listen. How come when when we did like we've done Keenan twice, and each time you've wanted to uh, there were. There are two separate occasions. The first time we did it because I know you're. It was vibe we did yeah, yeah, where the guy yeah. was trying to tell a joke and yeah. Drew was stepping all over the because poor host. That was, because I was tuned into the person's feeling that I was trying to talk to and not the, all the fluff and BS that was going no. on around it. Okay, all right, Jesus, please. All right, let's go ahead and take a call. You're a genius. Someone uh, lashes out in criticism, and you'll turn it into a compliment. Somehow. <laughs> oh boy. Tanya. Yes. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? Speak up. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Both my parents are alcoholics. All right. Right. And why? No. Okay. And I wanted to know, like, how at risk would I be? Because about fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah. Mm. It's it it is about a fifty percent risk whether one or both parents are alcoholics. Well, they're both. Have you had? Do you do you? Do I don't drink. But when you have used substances, do you have any momentum with it? No, it doesn't do anything for me. That, then you probably don't have the gene. In all probability, you don't. It just really disgusts me, so. Well, there's a difference between being disgusted by it because of what you had seen it do, do to your parents, uh -huh. uh, and therefore you never touch it, mm -hmm. uh, versus really, biologically, it just doesn't do much for you. Well, it's, not, it's both, you know. Yeah, okay. Then yeah. Do you, I don't think you're much to worry about. Be careful what people like you tend to do is marry alcoholics. Oh, no, no. Well, okay. have, in your relationships, have you been involved with people that tend to have uh, substance problems? No, my boyfriend doesn't drink. Do you smoke pot? Nope. Okay. Nothing. Be I careful. had one more question. Yeah. I thought of it, you know, while I was on hold. Um, okay, this is a problem with my boyfriend. I've been with him for nine months, and uh, last week he told me that a girl from his past, like a year and five months ago he was with her, 
she called him up to tell him that she had uh, some type of herpes. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, warning him for him to know. That he might have something. That he might have something. Right. But he went and he got checked out and everything, and so did I. And we're both fine, but, I mean, is it, like, undetectable? Sometimes. 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 In all probability, you're okay if he has not had any symptoms. Uh-huh. But it can be a very difficult thing to definitively rule out. But I, I wouldn't stress about it. Can you harbor the hampies for a while? You could have had an outbreak and not really noticed what it was. Uh, it could happen. It could yeah, happen. boy, but... Unlikely. Uh, Unlikely. Yeah. I mean, women, I, women could do that. Women can, but uh, not me. I, I comb through my penis uh, every night like... Um, FAA investigators going through a uh, uh, plane crash. I see. So you, I really you do. You have an alternative or sort of an ulterior motive to training all these beagles. Right. You're going to keep them all in your home. I'd like them to sniff my penis. Every night. I got it. Yes. Mm. I really would. All right. Thanks for bringing that up, Drew. Uh, when we come back, we'll speak to young Paul. Paul is actually not so young. He's 24. He claims uh, that when he has an orgasm, nothing comes out. And uh, Drew will get to the bottom of this after this. Love line will be right back. Love line will be right back after we kill the singer. Oh no, go ahead, sorry. It's me, TV's Ross Matthews. You know, from The Tonight Show, Chelsea Lately, E-Red Carpets, blah, blah, blah. Well, now I have a podcast, Straight Talk, with me, Ross Matthews. And it has become the go-to destination for some of Hollywood's biggest stars. From Lauren Conrad to Kristen Bell, Kelly Osbourne, Brad Gresky, RuPaul, and Britney Snow. From Pitch Perfect 2, just like the biggest movie in the world, no big deal. Coming up, Khloe Kardashian, and who knows who else? Straight Talk with Ross Matthews on Podcast One. Hi, this is AJ from the Verve Pipe, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and that sexy Dr. Drew. Hey, yes. Is that the Verve Pipe? Yeah. Great guys, those uh, Verve Pipean guys. All right, Duran Duran was here. They is now gone. Um, Goldfinger will be in here on Sunday. <laughs> you want to pump it up, Drew? Why don't you pump it up if Verb you want to pump it up? All right, listen, I'm pumped up. All right, Why don't too. you pump it up? That's as pumped up as I get. Okay. Don't take offense if when I just try to evaluate what it is we're doing here. Okay. You, you evaluate myself on an almost yearly basis, so please. Please. Nobody evaluates themselves as much as I do. Oh, and by the way, speaking of uh, evaluating uh, yourself, uh, I don't know how many people heard this, but last night, right at the uh, end of the show, I went into one of my favorite famous tirades about um, no one being better than me and uh, me kicking every other comedian's ass. Yeah. And, uh, Did John Stewart call you that night? No. Yeah. I said I like John Stewart. I know, but you still said you kick everybody's ass. Well, I sent the challenge out. That's good radio, Drew, mm. to um, uh, all comedians listening to uh, come in and uh, sit down across from me and um, go one-on-one. Mano y fago. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that uh, Charles Fleischer called the station today. Now, Drew, do you know who Charles Fleischer is? No. <laughs> I know, but that does not saying much. Right. Yeah, Lenny Bruce, you heard of him? Yeah. 
Okay. But uh, you wouldn't know it if I said he was coming in on Monday, would you? I wouldn't know him. I know his name. Lenny Burris. Yeah. Yeah. You're aware that he's been dead for 20 years? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Charles Fleischer is the comedian. He does a lot of voices. He's really one of the scariest comedians out there. But his, his real claim to fla- flame. Whoa. Boy, it sounds like gay porn. Claim to flame. Claim to fame is that he was the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Okay. You remember that yes. movie? Yes. Okay. The kids are almost old enough to enjoy that, are they not? Yeah, we have it. Okay, so um, he does that voice, but he does a whole bunch of other voices and a whole right. bunch of other crap. And uh, actually, probably be fun radio because uh, we'll lock antlers on the uh, so he battle was, he of the comedians. So he responded to your call. Either uh, he called, or his people called, or uh, he told his people to call. But somebody called producer Ann today and said they were taking the Adam Carolla comedic challenge. Well, why don't you put out another challenge? See what else comes from. Uh, well, it. <laughs> You don't like Charles Fleischer? No, that's great. Yeah, all right. Hey, he's the voice of Roger Rabbit. He's going to do I've that never Roger seen him Rabbit interviewed thing. interviewed a lot around the time of the release of the I movie. bet he goes into the Roger Rabbit thing within the first uh, phone oh, yeah. call. He was in Welcome Back, Carter? Which one was he in Welcome Back, Carter? Uh, he was on like the second or third year or something. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, he's sort of, uh, sort of, he's really crossed between Epstein and Horshack, or at least the same hair. So anyway, actually, he is doing stuff. He does, like, kids. Uh... Oh, Roger Rabbit's too? Come... Oh, boy. Oh, really? Boy, is he pumped up about that. Oh, that's Jesus awesome. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm been... pumped up about it. What are you talking about? It's only been 10 years. Well, I asked if he would do the voice, and they said he stopped doing it because it was such a long time ago, but now with the second one coming out, he would be doing it. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. uh, so he'll put be out in... another play. All right. I challenge all comedians to come in here, doesn't, all entertainers. It doesn't have to be a comedic challenge. Maybe there are other, th- other talents you have you could challenge people to. I uh, battle the bands. I charge any, uh, I, I will take on any rock band, any any guitar Why aficionado. Why specific people? Oh, okay. Otherwise we'll get a bunch of local bands calling us. All right. Uh, anybody no, who's a comedian. Any comedian or any band. Yeah, Seinfeld or uh, that. Uh, well, Seinfeld kick your ass. Oh, please. Blow hard. Listen, Drew. You know what you're. Pro- Drew, uh, let me ask you a question, Drew. Yeah, please. We've done uh, quite a few talk shows. Yes. Mm hmm. We've had quite a few comedian guests on our show. Yeah. Have I put a whooping on all of them? No, you've been kind and gentle and uh, well behaved. All right. Do you understand where I'm going with this questioning, Drew? No. Hey, let me try one more time. We've been on many talk shows. Yes. We've had quite a number of comedians. Yes. All right. Any of them any funnier than I am? No. You want to think about it? No. That's right. All right. But so, we haven't had any huge... No. Any people that I think... Uh, uh, Tom Arnold. You love Tom Arnold. Yeah, He true. makes a million dollars a year. That's true. Oh, million dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He blows his nose a million dollars comes out just yeah. from the, the 80s. Yeah. Please. All right. So, uh, the challenge still stands, all you pussy comedians. Come on this show. Uh, dare to be humbled before the presence known of Adam Carolla. And, uh, and dare to be bored in front of why, Dr. Why Drew. Don't you, why don't you uh, challenge talk show hosts? Okay. That, w- that would be interesting. Like who? I don't know. Anybody you want to challenge. All right. Anybody who's currently on a uh, major TV show who hosts it, uh, such as, um, what's his name from Politically Incorrect? Bill Maher could come in here. Uh, Leno. I want to challenge somebody. Who do you want to challenge? Brad Pitt. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, uh, all right, yeah. Let's go. Uh, all right. <laughs> Paul, you're 24. Yes, I am. 
uh, Adam, you should uh, you should challenge Harrison Ford. He used to be a carpenter too. Yes, I challenge him to a uh, nail off. Yeah, there you go. Hey, guess built something. Um, I got a quick question about the last call. Um, Drew, isn't isn't everybody pretty much got a fifty fifty chance of becoming an alcoholic? Absolutely not. Really? No, the alcoholism probably affects about 10% of the population, and you have to have the family history to be predisposed. Uh, All right, Paul, what's your problem? Okay, uh, Virtually, you'd have to. My problem is uh, that when I have an orgasm, uh, no semen comes out. Mm-hmm. But then, like... It's like one of the smokeless ashtrays, you know? Are you on any medications? Right. What? You on medications? No. Nothing? No. And mm -hmm. it's always been like that since uh, puberty. Well, uh, another thing too is like maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, it'll seep out. Right. You, you're probably having something called retrograde ejaculation. Oh, that's lovely. Where ejaculation goes back up as opposed to out. And uh, when it comes to fertility time, that could be an issue. Really? Uh, something. I mean, I, I bet it can be corrected. Well, you masturbate, and then two hours later, you hop on your wife, and everything works, right, Drew? Mm, or maybe use, you know, artificial means. Can you feel it seeping out? Uh, no. No. No, usually I just, you know, go to, go to the bathroom or something that's there and I that's mess. <laughs> right. Oh, that's pleasant. Yes, it is. Uh, there's nothing like that during gym class. What, um, uh, do you, you have the experience, the sensation of the orgasm? Yes. Yeah, that's no problem there. And nothing comes out? Right. Hey. Every, every once in a while some does, like, uh, one out of 30 maybe will be normal. The one time he doesn't wear a condom. Right. Well, I'm sure there, there's a little something coming out. Sure. Probably. Uh, right? Yeah, well, I'm not noticeable. I mean... Yeah, but if I took a piece of uh, tissue about the size you'd use if you'd nicked yourself shaving and uh, put it right on the end of your penis, it would stick, right? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I just wanted to... Thank you for that, that imagery. It's part it's of my job, bro. <laughs> no problem. I just wondered if it was like a, a fairly common thing or... It's not... It's a common medication side effect. It's not that common for people to have spontaneously uh, without something causing it. But, you know, get it checked out, see a urologist. I don't think they'll be doing too much with it. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. I could see him making love to his girlfriend uh, with his uh, mouth shut the entire time. And then about two hours later, while they're watching TV, he just yells, I'm coming! <laughs> All right. I may be pushing a little too hard now, Drew, because I issued the challenge yeah, to the comedians. If this, you know? were, if this were the actual event, uh, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, see, I'm brought up by the <laughs> Mike. You uh, have your finger poised on the uh, drum kit button if we, uh, when Charles Fleischer comes in here for the big comedian challenge. All right, and uh, the Roger Rabbit thing, I, I will consider dirty pool. I really because will because that's a display of real talent. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is radio, after all. Uh, Artemis. Hi. What's going on there, Artie? I know Artemis. Um, uh, was your grandmother named Artemis? It was middle name. Your grandmother's middle name? Mm-hmm. It's Diana, but my mom's Latin teacher, so she put this spin on it. Because, well, the Roman translation of... Artemis is Diana, the goddess huh. Diana. Interesting. Well, um. So is your grandmother's middle name Artemis? It's Diana. This is, this oh, okay. is their, oh, their translation of Diana. Yeah. All right. Okay, um, you've both mentioned before several times that once someone is a victim, 
a pattern seems to form and people tend to remain victims. If they're victimized at a pretty young age, yeah. Okay, all right, because I was wondering if it could be possible that someone could just be hit by a random act of violence and that be it, like no cycle would form from that. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Why would it happen? Um, well, I was sexually assaulted. I mean, I wasn't raped, but I was sexually assaulted, and I've never been victimized before, and I was kind of afraid because I've listened to your show for... No, no, no. Well, what people like How you tend to develop you? is a post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, something different. Even more expensive, really. More drugs required. What happened to you? Um, I was living abroad, and uh, I was going to a beach, and I was, I was walking by myself, and I was going to meet someone there, and a guy that I didn't speak his language. He wasn't even from the country that I was visiting, and he was from, like, uh, Turkey or somewhere. Italy? Were you in Italy? Um, I was in. I was on an island in the Aegean, mm-hmm. and he um, pulled up on the motorbike. And I was usually pretty good at, you know, getting them away from me because I accepted that as part of their culture. That they're very vocal about rape is a part of their culture. Yeah. No, they're very vocal about what they see, like beauty or Western women. They perceive us as very promiscuous. Where? What island were you on? What country was it in? Was it um, in? A- it was in Greece, Paros. It's like no, okay. no, yeah. It's a beautiful south. island, yeah. primitive yeah. island, primitive little island. I knew there were okay. some ideas involved, though. I've been to Paros. Have you really? Yeah. I went to school there at there's the Indian Center for the Fine Arts. When I was there, there was no school. There. Okay. It was about 20, 25 years ago, and there, <laughs> it was a primitive, primitive island. You guys want to finish your pen pal relationship ah. uh, later <laughs> on in the show? Oh, All right. Fine. So uh, some some uh, greasy guy came by on a scooter. Yeah, and I tried to get him away, and I thought I had, like, fought him off, and I started walking really fast toward the beach because it really is a remote and, like, desolate kind of place. And so I was out in the middle of nowhere, and I thought he was gone, and he came up from behind me and pulled me down on the ground, and it happened within, like, 30 seconds or five seconds, and I felt like I was watching a movie. I was just out of my, you know, I didn't believe it was happening. Were you wearing a bathing suit? I had on, like, a tank top and... I mean, I was just going to the beach, and the beaches over there are nude beaches. Mm. So, you oh. know, it, it, I, I know I didn't have a bathing suit, but um, I was just helpless. And then Did he I rape guess, you? No, uh, adrenaline kicked in. Like, after he ripped my tank top, I kind of just, it kicked in, and I started screaming. And luckily, like, the person I was supposed to meet at the beach came up and got this him. This is why you're not a victim. You yeah, you're fine. And that wasn't really... Uh, I have a theory here. He may have been a city official and just enforcing the nude beach policy. No, he was not. Well, I've, there are certain places in, in Greece that if you go to a nude beach and you're wearing a, a tank top or sarong or something, they'll actually attack you and rip it off of you. It's just a, it's, a, it's like what we have here about if you, uh, you can't bring bottles into a concert. It's really the same thing. They check you and take them away from you. I should have been informed. All right, well, you were fine. I, I mean, am, and I, nothing else. Like, if I just stay aware... You're going to be fine. Oh, no, please. You're fine. No, fine. you're better than fine. Yeah. You, you actually... Yeah. This will, you'll learn from this, actually. You, no, forget about that. You, you've you passed your test. Yeah, yeah. You've, you, you've uh, showed your mettle. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, you can fight off attacks. Some guy jumped on you, tried to sexually attack you, fought him off. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're capable of. Then got naked and rubbed oil on yourself in front of strangers. See, during the comedic challenge, I probably would have scored a point there. <laughs> okay. Mike, don't wait for me to cue you each time, please. All right, we'll be back. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Inflamed. Inflamed. 
check out this week's episode of The Big Podcast with Shaq as the Diesel catches up with the one and only Kim Kardashian. Well, you look happy, Kanye. Look happy. Congratulations on the baby. Hope he's a young, healthy, beautiful, sexy baby boy just like your husband. Kim, your family's been very, very publicly in the spotlight with everything going on around Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, you know what? It's definitely an adjustment. I think what we've learned in life through everything that we've been through is happiness is everything. And we're just really happy that she can be herself. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, how you doing? This is Darren from Goldfinger, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Mountain Dew. I mean, Dr. Drew. Oh, oh no, that's all I could come up with in short notice. <laughs> Darren. <laughs> I just love that, though. I always love, um, I always love when the rest of the band ribs whoever, uh, whoever does the liner. Our beloved Goldfinger will be in here on Sunday, and, um... I hear their new uh, album is really good, so um, great. Actually, I got it. I just haven't listened to it yet because I've been a little, a little lazy. What are you laughing at, Mike? We've had that since July or something. I know, but uh, I don't know. You know, I don't get around to stuff too fast. I like Goldfinger the people. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, so they'll be in here on Sunday. And we'll be glad to see not only Darren, uh, but John, Simon, and Charlie. All from Goldfinger. Hey, yes. how you doing? This is Darren from Goldfinger. <laughs> Darren, who wants to co-host the show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Joe, you're 17. Hey, what's up? Hey. Um, yeah, I have a problem. Um, uh, I've been going with this girl for about two and a half years off and on, and it was like uh, 10 months consistently, um, but she broke up with me in August. And, like, I was, like, really in love with her, and I still am very much in love with her. She's still in love with me, but... See, we're considering getting back with each other, mm-hmm. but like her heart's telling her that she because she never wanted to break up with me, but she did it out of her morality, I suppose, her uh, dignity. What, what was she, why was she losing her dignity by going out with you? No, uh, because we got into a big argument, and she ended up calling me. What was the argument about? Um, Wait a minute, I want to know what she called you. Oh, she called me an a hole and a liar. <laughs> she knows above most that I hate being called a liar. Because mm-hmm. you lie a lot? Do I lie a lot? No, I said because you lie a lot? No, I don't lie a lot. That's the thing. And no. I know, I, that's one thing I just... But when he lies, he chooses his opportunities and takes them wisely. I see. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, you know, one, uh, every person, I believe, has, like, their own... You know, something you say to them, they'll snap. And yeah. being called a liar for me is that. Well, in return, I, like, said the F word to her twice and hung up on her because... Mm-hmm. I know, I, I, just, I couldn't believe she said that. Well... After that, like, she was very upset with me, like, for the next week or so. We'd, like, talk, like, every night, but, like, you know, I thought everything was going to be fine because we, we've argued before and everything was fine before. Yeah. And, but, like, you know, the, as a, like, not as a joke, but, like, not totally serious. I said, so what do you want to do then, break up? And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, taking myself surprised at that because, like, we have been into so many worse, so much worse fights than what this was, was right here. Yeah. All right, and, what, like, what is the question? What do you like for us? What? what do you need from us? I'm about to call you an a-hole. No. Oh. Well, anyway, um, 
Well, like, I do want to get back with her, but the thing is, I've slept with two other women. Well, mm-hmm. you've been broken on. So go ahead. No, but like, Welcome to the adult world. She was probably sleeping with someone while you were breaking up with her on the phone. I doubt it. See, that's the thing. I feel all guilty about that. All right, so don't tell her. Just plain and simple, just don't tell her. Well, you're broken up. Drew, what do you think? You're broken up. No, but see, that's the thing. We're more than likely going to get back with each other. I know, but you were broken up when you uh, went, went and had sex, right? Yeah. So you got on with your life. This is like you get fired from a job. You get another uh, job. You get another job. And then uh, six months later, you get hired back. <laughs> oh, what if the boss found out you were working during that uh, interim? Well, this is what happens. You're a young guy. You're in demand. Oh, so that's the excuse for a teenager. I'm allowed to make mistakes. Well, listen, stop questioning yourself so much, Joe. How long were you broken up before you screwed around? Uh, a week. Mm-hmm. Friend of hers? No. Nah. Someone she knows? Uh, not really. They could have acquaintance of hers. Mm. That would be she knows. Okay. I'm done with you, Joe. Hey. You're fine. Someone she knows? No. Mm-hmm. An acquaintance of hers. But, uh... But, but no one she knows. But no one she knows. <laughs> I don't know how much, uh, I, I, I don't know, uh, how, how... How, how more clearly to spell out some of these questions. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's a never-ending source of entertainment for me anyway, so... Uh, I just hope uh, it is for everybody else, too. Okay. Oh, true, all of a sudden. Carrie, 18. Hi. Yeah. It's Hi. fun, uh, you know, Drew's, uh, Drew's interest in the show is like that El Nino. Blows in like every four or five years and blows right out again. I've been thinking about getting a breast reduction. No, uh, I don't know. I'm against it. <laughs> well, I was just wondering about what the risks are, if any, and what really, what they do. I could be really disappointed. That is one of the one of the risks. It just, I mean, it, they don't put it in the brochure, but it should be in there. Like with any surgery, risks of anesthesia, which include uh-huh. death. Bleeding, infection, deformity, scarring. I'd like a picture of me crying in the brochure. Like, remember the Indian by the side of the road? Yes. When the guy threw the McDonald's wrapper out in the the 70s? Mm -hmm. Like a picture of me in some sort of a ceremonial headdress with a tear coming down my eye, right in the back of the brochure the guy gives you. Your mayoral uh, ceremonial sash (laughs) in top hat. (laughs) (laughs) Looking like the Monopoly man. All right, so, Carrie. Yeah. Um, what size are you? I'm a 36 double D. Mm-hmm. And um, how tall are you? 5'6". Mm-hmm. How much you weigh? 110. Oh, please, no. This is recalculus. you got to be kidding me. Nope. How can you be 5'6", 110 pounds? I just am. What city do you live in? Colorado. Yeah. Really? Yeah? No. Never get out to L.A., do you? No. No. I wouldn't let you out of this. <laughs> if I were the governor, I wouldn't let you out of the state either. <laughs> I'd put up a dragnet. I, I, you, know what I'd, you know what I'd do? I'd put up, uh, I'd put, put one of those, like, a homing beacons on your ankle, make sure you didn't leave the property. <laughs> and then I'd conduct the tours through the house. I'd, I'd link you up with the tourism board, and I'd have out-of-towners uh, come through with, like, a velvet rope around I your really breast. You, and you'd probably have all the plastic surgeons in the area shot or incarcerated. I'd certainly give him a, I'd give him a talking to. I'd send a couple of my henchmen over to shake him up a little bit. 
Yeah, I'd show them a picture of you. I'd show them a picture of the brass, and then I'd show them a picture of like a really bad motorcycle accident, and say, uh, "Okay, fellas, you get the picture." Five six, hundred and ten pounds, and uh, thirty six double D. Yeah. Oh, please, man, eighteen years old. <laughs> but this, uh, it really, this, this, uh, you know, I know I've said it before, but uh, this is not just uh, radio. I mean, this is not just some uh, personification of some radio character or something. This strikes at my core. This, uh, I'm, I'm almost going to cry. Who's him? Uh, do you? So it must be um, awkward for you to uh, be in a bathing suit and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, I can't find one that really fits. Oh me. no, you can't. You poor dear. You have to buy the top and the bottom separate, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. And. Uh, uh, what do you do? You have a boy. Would, would you like to leave the room when you yeah, start? Yeah, Drew, could you leave? <laughs> no, no, you could leave, and I'll just carry on with other callers. No, I'd like you to leave while I finish the conversation. Please, Drew, go make one of your famous phone calls. Let me just talk to Carrie for another 10 or 15 minutes. Um, let me see. You got the tan lines going during the summer? Yeah. Oh. And uh, you have a boyfriend? No. Oh, why not? Well, that's one of the reasons, because I'm kind of self-conscious about it, of what they really see in me. Mm-hmm. They see their own reflection in your breath. <laughs> <laughs> they see two of theirs uh, staring back like a funhouse mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you haven't found a man who can BS you long enough to uh, become your boyfriend? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, boy, I bet is he thrilled. <laughs> is, this a, is this a right hand sore from high-fiving? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'd have to have a, uh, wear one of those like bowling splints from all the. Uh, here's what I'd have to wear if uh, I was 18 years old and going out with uh, Carrie. I'd have a uh, I'd have a knee brace on from all the victory laps I'd done around the apartment, and a bowling brace on my hand from all the high fiving I'd done with neighbors, uh, family members, and friends. Uh, are you are you some kind of model or something? No. Really? Let me ask you. I got a theory about this. Uh, do, are you are you um, deformed in the face at all? No. No. Would you consider yourself attractive? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Um, you want to get into the uh, uh, porn industry or anything? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Uh, why do you want to get rid of the breasts? It's well, because she doesn't trust the way guys uh, guys like yourself. Uh, you're not really getting at Carrie. You're just uh, you're you're fantasizing about her form. Well, listen, unless the brass uh, are are going to jump off Carrie and onto the back of uh, her sister or dad, uh, don't worry. Carrie will be there for every breast loving moment. But that's the point. She she feels invalidated and not worthwhile as a person. And Carrie, at your age, that's sort of it's how everybody feels. And this is just the issue that you have to deal with. Mm. And uh, you know, of course, you distrust guys and you're unclear what their motivation is and. What you're concerned with is uh, once they're done with the physical part of you, they don't want the rest of it. All right, but th- let, let me explain what society does full-time. Society tries to make themselves attractive to the opposite I understand, sex to bring, bring on a full-time in. basis. I don't know. Guys drive around in a Ferrari to get chicks. Yeah. Uh, women go and spend countless hours at the salon and the health club and working out and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, producer Ann walks in here with a different color uh, head every night. 
don't know what she's doing. She's married. But the point is, is that people... I have been a blonde for six months now. It's right. been a record. Different kinds of color blonde. Uh, hues, but... I, I'll tell you, uh, between uh, Lisa and uh, producer Ann, there's a different thing going on with the head in there every time. It's, uh, it's like uh, working at a barber college here or something. It really is. Uh, the point What's is... What's the is, problem? What? No, no. Hey, listen, it's fine. All right, thanks. Okay, now quiet down. I'm trying to talk to Carrie. All right. Uh, th this is this is what guys see initially, and then hopefully they get past that to the real you. But this is what draws them in. This is why when you have a sale, you put something in the window. And then they come in, and they look around, and they like what yeah, they but, see. But, but she is treated, um, objectified, I'm sure, horribly. You can imagine the way yeah. guys treat her. I mean, look yeah. Oh, those bastards. Right. They ruin it for, for you, anyway. Yeah, they really do, because I would I keep my cool. I also get in trouble with the girls, too. If they, I all, they all think you're a slut and they hate you. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, eight, this will end. This will end. Hang yeah. in there. At yeah. 18, it will end. Hang in there. Maybe another year or so, and people will be behaving more maturely, I would hope. Okay. Okay. All right, Carrie. Okay. I know it's a uh, uh, quite a burden to shoulder, but uh, please, uh, be strong. <laughs> okay? All right. Okay, right, thanks. All right, all right. All right, Carrie. Appreciate Bye. that. Jesus Christ. On hold for 50 minutes, I waited for that. Talked to her for half an hour. Let's go. All right, we'll be back with more Loveline after this. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless, sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Loveline will be right back. show start off a little iffy this week with a lot of cancellations but uh, Warren and Simon came in from Duran Duran and uh, made it all better real nice guys always enjoy this guys all right so where was I want to thank Lisa want to thank Sherry want to thank the uh, beautiful ever-changing producer Ann <laughs> uh, I want to thank the one that wonder who yeah the chameleon the uh, follic comedian uh, chameleon and uh, the one that won our engineer, Mike, who never changes, but that's the way we like it. Because we've gotten used to it. It's like sort of a bad smell in the dank apartment. You'd notice it if someone cracked the window. So, until next time, when we have uh, Goldfinger in studio, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying, Mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997, Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Fit Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.